Welcome to Out of the Arts with Beth and Amy. We will help you bridge the gap between an arts career and a career outside the arts industry. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe and follow us on social media at Out of the Arts, linked in the show notes. Hi, welcome to Out of the Arts. Beth here with Amy, and we are getting ready to get started talking about arts management going into the project management field. Why is this a common transition? Let's just talk about that a little bit and talk about why do we see so many arts managers, stage managers, production management going into project management, whether you're doing it just right now because you need a job and the arts are closed um, is what it really feels like. I know that's so sad. I don't, I don't like saying that. That makes me sad. Oh, uh, yeah. The arts are always open in my heart. And there are a lot of really cool people doing really cool arts events online. Or they're doing arts events in different abstract spaces. I mean, there's a lot of cool art stuff going on while the arts industry that we know that's massive and huge and requires 8,000 people on any given day is not as productive right now, which makes sense. We have some stuff going on, but there is some still really cool stuff going. So Amy, what do you think? What are your thoughts around why stage managers and arts managers are going into project management? I feel like it's it's a pretty simple transition because the job doesn't change from production or arts management to project management. The only thing that changes is the title and the venue, I guess. But every industry out there that you can think of, IT, marketing and communications, I mean, construction, I mean, just anything you can think of that is an industry that brings you from point A to point B for one reason or another, they need project managers. That's exactly what stage managers, production managers, arts managers are doing. They are bringing you from ground zero to this full project. So it's really easy to transition into project management in another industry because all of the skills and the basic knowledge and concepts are all the same. Yeah. If you are looking to go into project management, something you'll hear a lot about is the PMBOK, P-M-B-O-K. It's the Project Management Book of Knowledge. It's very kind of a strange word, but... Sounds fancy. It's... (laughs) Very fancy. It makes me think of like an old book of like runes or spells or something like that. (laughs) I love that. And we should absolutely start calling it that. (laughs) This is my book of runes. So the PMBOK is a book that is used by a lot of project management professionals. This is what the certification is based off of if you end up going down this route. And they actually define a project as something with a very specific time that has a very defined end. That is exactly what the arts is. That's literally just mounting a production. Yes. Yes. It's very much just 
putting on a show. But instead of having an audience at the end, you build a cell phone or build a software or something like that. I mean, sure. I'm, I'm not particularly techie. I don't even think software is the right term anymore. It's app development, right? Yeah. But <laughs> living in the 90s still, I guess. <laughs> the cool thing about project management is you talked about the certification and the certification exists and a lot of people do look for it in project management positions. And there are like slightly different certifications I and and ways to go about it. There's like the project management professionals certification, there's agile certification and all these different types of things you can do. But you can also get a project management job or jump into that field without a certification because there are um, assistants and junior project managers and things like that. Um, and so you can find a position that doesn't require the certification and see if it's something that you're interested in and continuing with in a new industry. That's what I'm working on right now is that project management professional certification. I've been working on a project outside of the arts industry, but there are people who are within our industry, who are within the arts industry, who have gotten the PMP who've gotten that certification using their arts experience because you need to have so many hours of working on a project. You can use the work that you've done on events or productions, shows. You can use all of that experience as your experience to get any of these certifications. It's definitely something that connects to the work that we've done. When I was starting the process of working on this certification, I reached out to a couple of theater folk that I know and found on LinkedIn or found on the web. And I said, Hey, you have your PMP and you come from a theater background. How did you do this? Why does this work for you? And, and they helped me out a lot. So, Hey, we have a very small community, even though we are worldwide and there are hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of performing arts professionals it still goes to show you that if you reach out to someone within that industry and you say, Hey, I've been there. What are you thinking? They're probably going to come back and give you some help, which is really nice. Yeah. And it's really just realizing that the skills you have are transferable. You just need to work out the vocabulary a little bit is really all it comes down to. And that's what we're here for. I mean, I mean, just two weeks ago, we launched our podcast about nine skills stage managers have that are transferable to non-arts jobs. That's it. That's it right there. Those are all of the things that you want to be highlighting in a uh, project for a project management position. It's possible. You have all those skills. Just need to know how to word it right. We've looked at a lot of different job titles and a lot of different job descriptions, trying to make sure that we're giving you those resources. The jobs and the skills that we see listed most often are communication skills, written and oral. We know that you are creating reports for that go out to entire teams. You have that skill, it's just showing it. Budget management, especially if you are in production management, you have been budgeting 
customer service. You're keeping people happy. You have the skill and being detail oriented. These are, these are the major skills that we saw a lot on these job descriptions. Job ads is what I keep calling them in my head. I don't know why. That is a great resource for starting to translate your work and your skills and what you've been doing into the world of project management so that whoever's in HR can see it and say, oh, I know what this means. Yeah, that's really all it comes down to is making sure that they understand what it means because trust us, we know you have been doing the job all along. They just need to understand the jargon. And another thing I know people get stuck on is how to format the resume for these kinds of jobs. If you're going into something more creative, then you're probably going to want to have a very creative resume. But if you're going into project management and applying for jobs like that, it's going to be a more formal structured resume. If you happen to have titles that have manager in them that really sound similar, if you have production manager, you can probably use a traditional resume and those titles mean something. It's close enough that they understand what that means. For some people, if you have stage manager or stage hand or assistant stage manager, or we sometimes get titles that don't always reflect the work we've been doing, mm -hmm. then it's easier to go to a functional resume. And recently I was having a conversation with someone and they were worried about going to a functional resume because they were worried that it made them seem older. And I can totally get that because you started off in one career, you've done a whole bunch of work, and then you are making a transition. You're definitely not in your 20s anymore. But I'll tell you, I used a functional resume at 27. You have the skills, you have the work. We want you to feel comfortable presenting yourself. And it, for some of these jobs, it just means you have to present it a little differently so that they see how your skills and the work you've done really lines up with the skills they listed on their ad. Right. So Beth mentioned earlier four main skills that appear in almost every job description for project management. The first one being large-scale written and oral communication. What this means is writing reports, writing emails, talking to vendors, talking to stakeholders, audience members, donors, talking to managers and employees, making sure that all of this is facilitated in a way that's clear and fair and professional. This is stuff you're doing all the time. So, you know, you can define this by saying, uh, you know, you write and distribute regular show updates or project updates daily to cast and crew over a three-month rehearsal period. And you can define that a little bit further. You know, you can say 30 cast members and 14 crew members try and make things as specific as possible and quantify what you're doing so you can show that you're working with and speaking to a lot of people on a regular basis. Can talk about change requests. I create and submit change requests to designers, 
and stakeholders as needed. Change requests require some really precise communication and language. And then you also have excellent oral communication skills and presentation skills because you're consistently leading meetings or you're leading rehearsals for performers and making sure that things get communicated down from design and direction in rehearsals. So you have these communication skills that you're employing on a regular basis. And same thing with the budget management. You are managing maybe a smaller budget. If you are the stage manager, you might just be managing your budget of accessories or needs for being on stage, tape, things like that. If you have been working with the technical director or maybe as a technical director on and off, you've been managing a much larger budget. It's really important that you can show, if you can, that you have been managing a budget for both labor and products. So I have been budgeting for X amount of overhire, X amount of support staff, and the tools needed for those things. So being able to budget labor is a very different animal than budgeting for tools or materials. So that's worth being very specific about and making sure that you are discussing within your resume. And maybe you say, I have budgeted X amount. I've managed a budget of X for X amount of labor. And you do want to be specific. You do want to say that you have managed labor for so many people or so many hours because otherwise they might just think, oh, well, they had one person they were managing labor for. If you only have managing labor for one person, still put it out there. I wouldn't necessarily say manage labor for one person, but I would say I have managed X amount of hours of labor within my budget. And then customer service is also a really important skill to highlight and something that they're looking for because, you know, I talked about communication skills and what that also means is that you're managing relationships. And that's what customer service is. It's not necessarily about the, hi, how can I help you? But about managing those relationships and keeping them strong throughout the whole project. And that includes anything from audience members and patrons and donors to managers and directors and designers and performers, vendors, and house managers, and anyone and anything that you are working with on a regular basis requires good relationship management. If you're working in production management, you're doing all of that. You are that center point for all of those things, front of house, back of house, vendors, audience, everyone and anything that is involved in putting a production together and performing. So you can talk about how you support internal and external customers or clients or patrons to produce an event. You can put the title in, you know, you can, or the type of event. 
can say you worked with 10 staff members to serve a diverse audience for a series of 30 events. And if you're a house manager in particular, it's a heck of a lot more than 10 staff members, I'm sure. And then uh, you probably also work with a diverse staff of all ages, backgrounds, etc., to build elements for an event, whether it is building actual stagecraft, building set and construction and all of these things, or whether it's building a marketing plan or building audience outreach. Whatever it is, you're building something and you're managing those relationships along the way. And this is something I think we've been seeing a lot is this focus on relationships. We see this in typical customer service industries like call centers and Comcast. You know, a lot of these industries live and die on customer service. I know I have some places that I won't go to because poor customer service. I will not go back. I mean, it's not really a problem anymore. There was a Logan's in town that was really terrible. And I don't know that it was one specific person who, who couldn't get it together, but we never got food on time. We never got seated in a timely manner. Everything took forever. The food was always cold and terrible. The wait staff barely acknowledged us. Like it was the worst experience across the board. So I'm from the North. Is Logan's a restaurant, I assume? Oh. Is it like a chain or what is it? We don't have it up here, whatever it is. (laughs) Yeah. It's what is Logan's like? It is like Outback. Okay. Except there are peanuts and you eat peanuts and you can leave it on the floor. Oh, sure, sure, sure. We do have Outback up here at least, but I can't tell you the last time I went to one, honestly. I think most of them have closed actually. Hmm. So who knows? But live and die based on customer service. Just saying. (laughs) I guess it's a perfect example. (laughs) So if you can show that you have great customer service on your resume, if you can meet a recruiter from the company and make a great impression and show that you have customer service by being able to make that relationship, those things go a long way. Yes. And keywords that go along with customer service may not just be customer service. It may be client relations, patron relations, donor relations, relationship building, anything that has to do with relationships, clients, patrons, the outside base, that is all encompassed in customer service. Yes. And our last big skill was being detail-oriented. As a stage manager or production manager, you have taped a stage. I know you have. You know how to read blueprints. You know how to use your scale rule. Um, It's been a long time since I've done that, honestly. It's been a long time. But we know how to, key point, and we know how important it is to look at the little details. If you need to use the very front of the stage and the very back of the stage and your rehearsal space does not really allow for that, then you know that you have to tape it out in a very specific way. And looking at those details is gonna be important. So how do you even put that on a resume? 
you probably will say something to the effect of, you could say something like able to translate blueprints and descriptions into practical use in rehearsals using scale to maximize space efficiency and use. There are a hundred examples of how to do these different translations. I think a couple of the key things to keep in mind include knowing that an event is a, is a project, a show is an event, an event is a project. Lead projects of blah, 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 blah. Feel free to use these pieces of terminology to your advantage. So you've led projects, you've managed teams. It's not just you've managed actors or support staff or whatever, you've managed teams. Trying to change some of that language. Amy, what are some other major things? And breaking down teams even further, you know, you can talk about management teams versus teams of colleagues or employees or something along those lines. So they understand that you are able to work well with people who sit above you, equal to you, and below you in the pecking order. So we do have a lot of good details on our Out of the Arts page. You can go there, check it out. We have a bunch of different documents as far as the nine skills that stage managers have that relate easily to different resumes. And that will give you some extra details if you need it. Otherwise, thank you for joining us today. We will have all of this up on outofthearts.com and this will all be linked in the show notes. Have a wonderful one. Thank you for joining us today on Out of the Arts Podcast. If you have questions or want to see specific content, please leave a comment or email podcast at outofthearts.com. See you next time. And until then, we are rooting for you.